book two chapter eleven of henrietta volume one by charlotte lennox this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. chapter eleven in which our heroine is in great distress in the meantime the young lord having an extreme curiosity to see the man whom he suspected to be his rival followed mr damer down the street and had a full view of him as he crossed into another he found he was young and had an agreeable air but there was a kind of pensiveness on his countenance that did not seem to suit with the condition of a savoured lover he readily admitted this thought because it favoured his own wishes he reflected on what he had heard from the communicative miss woodby and concluded he had no reason to despair a young woman eloped from her relations with nobody about her of authority enough to control or direct her actions these were very favourable circumstances for a man of intrigue and he resolved to be no longer kept at a distance by a reserve which he imputed either to affectation or artifice and which a suitable share of boldness could only overcome having settled the plan of his operations with mr eccles whom he had strongly engaged in his interests he retired to his own lodgings for those he had at the milliner's were only hired to facilitate his designs upon miss courtney that young lady finding herself free from his intrusion and being less disgusted with mrs eccles behaviour than usual who was very much upon her guard and had her reasons for being so passed the day with more tranquillity of mind than her situation had hitherto permitted and condescended at mrs eccles's entreaty to spend two hours with her after supper at piquet in the meantime his lordship had conveyed himself into a closet in her compartment and about eleven o'clock saw the unsuspecting fair one entered with a candle in her hand and after cautiously fastening the door sit down composedly to read her beauty which was of that sort which inspires respect as well as love the innocence of her deportment her security admits that danger which threatened her excited sentiments that made him half ashamed of his design charmed with beholding her in so agreeable an attitude her fair face reclined on one of her hands her elbow leaning on the table her book in the other hand which she seemed intently to read he opened the closet door a little way that he might have the pleasure of contemplating her at leisure this motion was not unobserved by henrietta she raised her eyes off her book which made him hastily pull the door close again henrietta now convinced that there was somebody in her closet started up and dropping her book cried out aloud for help his lordship immediately rushed out of the closet threw himself at her feet and begged her not to be frightened indignation succeeded to terror her face which was all pale and wan before was now crimsoned over her eyes shot indignant flashes at the insolent invader but in a moment recollecting the danger she was exposed to again her face was overspread with paleness and an universal trembling seized her the young lord who observed the beautiful emotion and was beginning to be shocked at the boldness of his attempt again conjured her not to be afraid and vowed he would leave her room but henrietta on whom these assurances made no impression sprung from him to the window and throwing up the sash cried out as loud as she was able miss courtney said he rising but keeping at a distance for fear of alarming her more do not indiscreetly expose yourself i swear by heaven i will leave your room what cried she amazed to the last degree to hear him pronounce her name you know me then and yet have dared to insult me thus but leave me my lord this instant leave me or i will raise the neighbourhood by my cries charming creature said his lordship looking on her with tenderness and awe i do know you and i know your virtue now i will leave you believe me i am sorry for the terror i have put into you grant me a moment's audience to-morrow i will have something to say to you that will convince you i am desirous of meriting your pardon he then bowed respectfully and unlocking the door went downstairs 
henrietta all the time keeping close to the window that she might be ready to call for help if he showed any design of staying in her apartment nor till she heard him enter his own and shut the door after him durst she venture from her post to secure her door which she did with the utmost precipitation making it as fast as she could and then shutting her window for her cries had not been heard she passed the night in a chair resolving not to go to bed any more in that house the dangers she was exposed to made her almost repent of having fled from her aunt's tyranny and mortified as she was by such shocking insults she thought that it would have been a left misfortune to be the wife of sir isaac darby or the inmate of a gloomy convent than the avowed object of a libertine's passion surprised as she was that my lord was acquainted with her name and anxious to know by what means he had made the discovery yet it never once occurred to her that miss woodby had betrayed her her generous mind was incapable of suggesting such a suspicion, and she was even doubtful whether Miss Eccles was privy to his insolent attempt, so difficult it is for innocence to fathom the depths of guilt. Amidst the melancholy reflections which her situation gave rise to, she drew some consolation from Mr. Damer's friendly concern for her. She resolved to go to him in the morning and claim his promise of settling her immediately with one of his father's friends, yet without revealing the mortifying treatment she had been exposed to, and from which she had extricated herself for true virtue blushes to its own conquests because those conquests are proof of its having been attempted these various thoughts kept her waking the whole night but towards morning she fell into a slumber from whence she was roused by a loud knocking on her chamber door she rose instantly from her chair where she had passed the night and perceiving the day was far advanced opened the door and let in her landlady who excused herself for disturbing her being apprehensive she said that she was ill from her continuing so long in her chamber it would not be surprising said henrietta coolly if i should be ill considering the fright i was in last night did you not hear me cry out mrs eccles dear heart said mrs eccles smiling hear you cry out why what was the matter some groundless apprehensions of thieves i suppose but there is no danger my house has very good fastenings i have lain in it many a night by myself i assure you that may be said miss courtney but i am resolved never to lie in it another night it would be well mrs eccles if you were a little more cautious to whom you let your lodgings rakes are dangerous company i hope i have no such persons in my house said mrs eccles i have been insulted in your house said henrietta which obliges me to hasten my departure from it pray let your maid get me a coach to the door why you are not going madame are you said mrs eccles pertly not immediately replied miss courtney but i shall go to-day at present i am going out upon business and why pray will you go to-day madame said mrs eccles more saucily said mrs eccles still more saucily because said miss courtney who did not like the accent in which she spoke i do not choose to stay in a house where i am liable to be insulted i hope you intend to cast no aspirations upon my character madame said mrs eccles i would have you to know that i value my character as much as anybody though i am not so prudish as some folks will you order your maid to get me a coach said henrietta who was extremely apprehensive of some further rudeness from this woman i am in haste insulted indeed repeated mrs eccles fine airs for folks to give themselves when nobody knows who they are or what they are henrietta finding that her insolence increased told her she would go down herself and send the maid for a coach and was passing by her for that purpose but mrs eccles placed herself between her and the door no no my fine scrupulous young lady says she 
you shall not stir i assure you sure said miss courtney trembling yet endeavouring to seem very courageous you will not dare to detain me indeed but i will said mrs eccles till i am paid i know nothing of you but your airs and affectation i may never see you again perhaps the young lady immediately pulled out her purse blushing at the new indignity that was offered her and taking out a guinea i agreed with you mrs eccles said she for a guinea a week here is a guinea for you and now am i at liberty to go out perhaps not said mrs eccles you have aspersed me with scandalous reflections and i can tell you madame i will have satisfaction lord bless me said miss courtney who was now frightened out of her seeming courage what shall i do what will become of me this exclamation immediately brought up his lordship who had been listening at the door of his apartment and heard part of what had passed as soon as henrietta saw him her terror increased not doubting but he came as an auxiliary to her landlady but the contemptuous look he gave mrs eccles removed her apprehensions what do you mean said he in an angry tone by treating this young lady in such a manner miss benson do not be uneasy if you are going you shall meet with no hindrance i ask your pardon for being the cause of your fright last night i do assure you i am sincerely sorry for it i hope you are my lord said miss courtney and i thank you for this seasonable interposition saying this she hastened downstairs and dispatched the maid for a coach while she stepped into the milliner's parlour to settle her dress a little and to put on her hat and cardinal which she had brought down in her hand End of book two, chapter eleven.